Are you gay? Geeky? Just enjoy hearing your good Judy's dish about the latest in pop culture? Well, then you're in luck. The boys of Flame On are here for you. In every episode, we discuss the topics that entrance us. Whether it's comics, TV, movies, drag queens, or video games, we've got you covered. So, if you're ready for your gay and geeky slice of pop culture life, then sit back and get ready to Flame On! Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, guys, this is Josh and the homebrew hombres, Liam Malone, Max Wessel, and Doug Banks. Hey! We make RPG from scratch. It's a podcast about making and playing your own tabletop role-playing games. So come listen to us work on the Scratch Dice system, an alternative to D&D and Pathfinder, and listen to our first campaign, Echoes of the Star Crypt at nerdyshow.com and on your favorite podcast app. The following episode of Flame On is presented by the Nerdy Show Network. Geeky programming for all nerds across the multiverse. All Nerdy Show programming is made possible by a comic shop. Orlando's number one comic shop and nerd destination. And with the generous support of listeners like you. To learn how you can support this and other fine geeky programming, visit nerdyshow.com. What's going on, everybody? This is Pat DeBear here with another episode of Flame On! We are here. It is November 20 of the 19, and we're about to round up the things in pop culture that are tickling our fancy. I didn't I didn't give the pop culture items to take permission to tickle my fancy. Uh, consent. It's all about consent. Yeah. Well then we will have a discussion with those pop culture items. Good. And we will try to get them to change for the better. Are we canceling anything? Oh, cancel culture is real. Oh god. <laughs> Let's we, not get into cancel culture. Can we not, please? Can I be canceled? You gamer girl. Canceled. <laughs> are we gonna, are we gonna have a family meeting with Bob and Monet? <laughs> to talk about cancel culture. Oh, climate change. <laughs> <laughs> oh, please don't. Where are Obama's birth certificates? <laughs> well, if you couldn't tell, I'm not here alone. I am joined by Brian. Hi. BJ. What's up? And Eric. Howdy. Josh is out sick today. Sleeping. Quote, unquote, sick. I didn't see a doctor's note. He's right. got pink eyes. It's a lies. strippable offense. Chlamydia. He's got a pink brown eye. Oh. <laughs> oh. Did he like, clean, like, like, uh, what do you call that? Bleach so? it? Bleach it, yeah. I, I mean, we're all pink on the inside, so. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> Why do you got to make me uncomfortable, BJ? This is what I, I've been gone a month. Like the, 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 so have I. Pink so what? Pink is my favorite color. 
See, I w- he I went the Janelle Monae route for it because <laughs> I went Aerosmith. Yep, yes. Aerosmith. Yes. <laughs> Loving it in Loving it up while I'm going down. Loving a roller coaster. <laughs> <laughs> I love that's my favorite ride. I love it. Anywho. Uh, <laughs> Dude looks like a lady. <laughs> that is very problematic. That's about, just about to say that. <laughs> oh, that is my least favorite word in the world. Anytime I hear somebody say problematic, I just want to slap them, <laughs> which in and of itself is probably problematic. But whatever, I can't. It's meta. Uh, it I'm is. I'm feeling slap happy lately. <laughs> <laughs> That's always for me. All right. So it is November. We have come off of a trying month of many, 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 many things in October. We had birthdays. We had come out with pride. We oh, yeah. had bear bust. We had Halloween. Uh, it was just a crazy month. It's been so long since we sat down for a roundtable discussion because, like, I wasn't here because I was I was out of town for my birthday. Oh, that's right, you were away. The last one, yeah, because and, we and recorded the... super early. Yep. Yes, because I was like trying to figure out when does this drop? When is this coming out? Like, oh, yeah, because you were in Palm Springs. Yup. You celebrated your birthday, uh, Donald Duck style. I did. Did you go somewhere in just a, uh, just the vest? No, no, no. I no. I straight at, like. It was uh, so. So for those of you listening, I went to uh, the CCBC Resort out in Palm Springs for Western Exposure. Did you say the CNC Music Factory Resort, <laughs> CCBC. Oh, which is someplace I would totally go. Um, CNC Music Factory, <laughs> baby. But it was like if Bee House met like a campground, but in the oh my desert. god, a sawmill, slightly and Parliament House had a baby. Ooh. Yes. Whoa. Oh, actually, that's a was... lot of semen. <laughs> that yeah, 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 there's a lot of semen. <laughs> Um, but it's like clothing optional. So I straight up woke up one morning and I'm like, I should put on my pajama bottoms. And I was like, wait, I don't fucking have to. So wow. I straight up Donald ducked it over to the hot tub nice. at like 7 a.m. Good morning, hot tub. Really? Right. Because it was 60 degrees outside. Uh, it was dry okay. as hell. And I was like this. I played Lizzo. And, and I was yeah, as you was strutted great. to the hot tub. Yep, <laughs> I do my hair toes, check my nails, baby. How you feeling? Feeling good as hell. Thank you. <laughs> I feel I'm, like we had the backup vocalist appear out of nowhere. This is amazing. That's but, how I do. But it was it was a great trip. I was I was only slightly sad that I wasn't able to record. Um, and then there was a guy I met, and I've I've dubbed him Sexy Gandalf. So. Um, he he helped me with my woes. Wait, wait, wait. Is he Gandalf the white or gray? Gandalf the leather? Oh. oh. <laughs> That's the next form. We didn't get to that. Yeah, I was going to say. Wow. <laughs> I don't even know the last time I did this episode. Or did, did, a round did this table. episode. Have I done a round table at all this it, year? It's, it's, Moira. <laughs> it's a it's a live recording you guys. It's we don't it's it's no, it's fine. It's just totally totally live. So no, I, I really don't even remember the last time I saw you on you so so I mean I've done like the the Dragon's New Spandex stuff, but you've done round tables with us. Yeah, you've done a couple. But I don't remember when. Has it been like Girl, this you don't year? remember how some much, of the episodes that How we've much done. cocaine were you on? Girl, I wish I could blame the drugs. <laughs> I don't even know. Y'all, re- y'all remember the Luke Cage episode? He doesn't remember, right? Oh, oh well, that was because I, 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 I was Cage drinking. Episode. I don't know if you know this. We were I, playing I, I, loaded I've dice. Been wait, I, I mean, I only I've see half drinking. a bottle of wine on the table. Oh, so. I'll finish that. Don't worry. So wait, <laughs> was that one that Ron was around for? Yep. No. 
No. Oh, I always think he was around for that. He was here for a Drag is a New Spandex episode. Uh Okay. We did the, you were right, BJ, about doing the... Loaded Dice. Loaded Dice game. And that's when y'all got really tanked. And then after that was recorded, we did Luke Cage. And then he's like, I was on this episode. Can we, do we have that audio and or video Oh, it's in there. Oh, yeah. I I feel like we did video. It's on YouTube. Yeah, we did YouTube. I live streamed it to YouTube. We need to put that up for the the fans so they can go back and watch. It's all YouTube. (laughs) Well, they gotta find it. It's buried under a million fucking. 70 pounds ago. That's your job. That's your job. Go go find the link and post it on the Facebook page. (laughs) I posted the link about the amazing playstation bundle deal oh, for yeah. kingdom hearts fans so when you get this you'll have 11 hours from the time this initially drops east coast time to take advantage of it but they put the kingdom hearts bundle 1.5 complete remix 2.5 remix 2.8 and kingdom hearts 3 for 33 dollars so my ass is going buy some kingdom hearts on playstation 4 because i didn't have it Oh, $33. It's crazy. Eric's judging me. I saw his eyes. Apparently, you don't know how to pour a glass of wine. Shh. Shh. (laughs) Stop that. (laughs) You know, that's not true. Usually, you just drink right from the bottle. Sometimes. Put a guzzle buddy in. Exactly. You plug it (laughs) and chug it. Oh, my guzzle buddy broke. (laughs) All right. So, let's get into the things that we want to talk about on this roundup that pertain to current pop culture. We'll do a quick little uh, preface before Brian does the first topic, because we're going to set the stage, the scenario, if you will. There was a massive launch recently for a new streaming service, Oh, because what didn't we have enough of? Streaming services. Money coming out of my credit cards. Yep. Because, you know... Everybody was like, cable's bad. I'm paying for all of these services because I only want to watch one show, but I have all this extra, extra stuff that I got to pay for. And then fast forward 10 years, and we basically still have that, but we're just paying 15 different providers. <laughs> so Disney got into the game. Disney World. Yes, with Disney Plus and Thrust. And... <laughs> That's still my favorite of them. And is, people are like... Is that uh, like a Netflix and chill kind of deal? Yes. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Disney Plus and Thrust, I think, is is, right. is the so I'll, the best one I've heard so far. I know. Out. People are like, it's... Well, you know, Netflix and chill wasn't inherently, you know, sexual and blah, blah. And I'm like... Oh, no. But it is now. This is the life that it's become. That's that's why they have that thing where when you've watched like three episodes of something, it's like, are you still watching? <laughs> and that is that's the whole message. So, so that's not I fell asleep watching Hulu because I feel like that happens a lot too. I mean, that's Hulu. Hulu. So and what do- is the Hulu? Hulu and do you? Hulu and screw. Thank you. I was looking. Hulu and do you? Hulu and screw. There's a like crunchy roll and oh, there's one for crunchy roll too. Really? Yes. There's one for all of them. Crunchy roll uh, and lick my hole. I mean, I don't even know. HBO what else. go and blow. Well, yeah. that yeah, <laughs> that makes sense. Well, uh, was HBO it now and, and plow. I Prime mean. and grind. I I'm trying to remember what the Amazon Prime, Prime and, gr- and grind. Yeah. yeah. So as I, as I try to look this up, well, so Disney Plus uh, launched with 10 million subscribers being signed up on day one, which included anybody that has Verizon, either the unlimited uh, data. Or signed up for a new plan uh, with Fios and uh, people who were take advantage of the deal, like BJ did, where it was Disney Plus, ESPN, ESPN and, Plus, and Hulu. And Hulu, um, 
which he managed to figure out a way because they were not telling you that you could get the ad-free one. They were like, you got to pay. You got to get the ads in there. They said, no, ma'am. Uh, and it had a lot of glitches on day one. I figured it might because it was, I mean, 10 million subscribers signing up all at once. Well, exactly. And people are like, they, they're a multi-billion dollar company. They should know better. Blah, blah. And I'm like, no one can predict 10 million people trying to fucking use a service at one time. That just doesn't work. Like, that's not how... That's not how this works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> so, it's actually really cute. The interface is, is adorable. I like the blue. I and like I like the fact that you can uh, you can just re- you can search for like characters. Like you can just type you can look up Spider you just type you can look up like Spider-Man and it'll bring up not just like the technical term is properties properties uh, yes i see what you're uh, saying properties um <laughs> but you can look up a property directly um the, i like one of the little tiles up at the front where you can just click and just see all the disney crap is uh spider-verse is that on there um no oh well it's because it's sony sony yeah no yeah. so I'm, i was when you said spider-man i thought huh well, all of the Spider-Man stuff except for the Sony movies are up there. So Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends, the Spider-Woman cartoon from back in the day, like all of those Ooh, cartoons. Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited. <gasps> Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Yes. Yeah. <gasps> if you go to Marvel, there's a Marvel through the years and like Ooh. all of the cartoons, the wow. Silver Surfer cartoon, the <gasps> Fantastic Four. <gasps> yep. Uh, I love the X-Men, Silver the animated Surfer. series, X-Men Evolution, Wolverine and the X-Men. All of that is there. Have you been watching the X Men animated series? Uh, no, <gasps> I've watched it on. Uh, I was gonna go back and start watching the Phoenix Saga because that is the only acceptable adaptation <laughs> of it. I watched the end of Wolverine and the X Men because I was pretty sure I had never seen like the end end of it. It was so good. <sighs> <sighs> Started out strong. <laughs> I'm mad though because I didn't realize that the last scene is oh they've stopped this future oh, but no. then it was supposed to be age of apocalypse and i was yep. like why didn't this happen uh and so here we go fuck netflix and chill i'm trying to imax and climax <laughs> hulu and do you amazon prime and sexy time <laughs> crunchy roll and fill your holes oh, there it is there it is there you go you're welcome so we'll talk more about Disney Plus once we've had time to dig into it. BJ did not trade in his main gate passes. Nope, I did not. For a free uh, subscription. Good for you. I got mine free with uh, Verizon Unlimited. So I am I'm in deep for the year. I paid for three years up front. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that it was a good deal yeah. at the time, but oh, shit. I missed the Verizon. Oh, and actually, since we're on the uh, subscription service thing right now, um, I got an email. If you signed up, uh, if you were one of the early subscribers for um, DC Universe, they... They're giving you your money back? (laughs) Oh, sorry. Um, No, they... When it it (laughs) renews, they're knocking $20 off the renewal price. So for the... And this was for when it was like 70 bucks to... Because they're like, please don't leave us? Yeah, probably. Yeah. Now, I have heard Teen Titans and uh, Doom Patrol were really good. I've heard this. I haven't watched either I'm, one. I'll, actually, Titans, uh, it's got two more episodes left in this season. But, I mean, I've heard overall pretty good. It's It started out awkward yeah. because they did a hard course correction oh. and did nothing to they make changed that. changed Starfire? 
they actually mentioned they had a Titans team, uh-huh. whereas in season one, they never mentioned that at all, oh, period. Got it. So it's, you're like, why do they keep saying Titans so much? Uh, <laughs> uh, but does, does the green guy change anymore? Uh, yes, he actually, in episode in episode one, he changes, he actually changes into something other than a tiger. <laughs> Is oh. it on screen? Is it off screen? It is on screen. Oh! <laughs> yes. He turns they put into a couple a, dollars in. He turns into a snake. Oh. Right. Oh, well, that's pretty. Yeah. So. All right. Well, we, we should, uh, at some point, we'll review those in their entirety. So, sure. there is one series that I know many, many people jumped on board Disney Plus for, and I believe that is our first topic, and I only watched it because I saw... High School Musical, the series? Um, excuse me. It's High School Musical, the musical, the oh, series. Oh, yeah. my God. Thank you. That's Come correct. Too many colons. Come correct. Too it's it's many Glee colons. fan fiction. No, it's only one colon and a dash. High really? School Musical, colon, <laughs> the musical, confusing. dash, oh, no, no, the no. series. No. So let's get into topic number one. Brian, take it away. All right. So I don't know if I'm the biggest Star Wars fan here. You are. Okay, good. Uh, yeah. But I'm definitely the oldest. So, like, watching uh, The Mandalorian on uh, Disney, I almost said Hulu Plus, Disney <laughs> Plus uh, was such a, I was worried because I was like, oh, my God, the last time they did Star Wars TV, like, really, like, live action, can you name it? Do you remember? You don't did, remember because you weren't alive. No, oh, it was, was the it Life Christmas Day? Life Day, the Christmas special. Oh. Which, which they name dropped. Recording. On Life Day. Oh, that's right. Today is Life Day, y'all. Happy Life Day. So, admittedly, Star Wars fans were a little apprehensive, but everybody, from what we saw, trailers, the the pedigree of who's doing it, Jon Favreau from many movies and and (laughs) created by Jon Favreau, written by Jon Favreau, directed by Jon Favreau, starring Jon Favreau. Oh, what? (laughs) That guy's got to have more money than God at this point. Well, yes, but the fact that he invested so much of his own creativity into it, like he was the first 14 credits at the end of the show. Like legit at the end of that first episode. I was like, is anybody else working on this show? And they have been trying to make a Star Wars television show for probably over a decade. Yeah. And every time it like comes up, people get excited and then something happens like, oh, such and such fell apart. We're going to do new movies. Oh, Disney bought, you know, Star Lucasfilm. So we're not. So it's been like this, like cock tease forever. But it's well worth the wait. Mandalorian is everything I want it to be. It is a bounty hunter. Uh, space Western. Space Western. Yeah. Slash I don't, space. The, like the, the Western brings a lot of baggage that I don't necessarily like get into but it it is in certain like ways what was the anime that's like oh lone wolf and cub yeah i mean effectively that's what it is lone wolf and cub which by the way we're gonna say a little spoiler here it's so cute already kind of danced around it um so if you haven't watched it yet you know skip about five minutes or so um they do bring in a not character but a a race that we're very familiar with it is force sensitive. Oh, baby goblin! And in this case, is a fifty-year-old child, baby, whatever. I know. I've never seen such a cute fifty-year-old baby. <laughs> it's so cute, baby Yoda. Which people like? Oh, it's not baby Yoda. It's not Yoda. It's like no, no, shut up. We don't know the name of the race. <laughs> Nobody like, knows there's like, anything. No one knew like there was all other the Wookies ones. are Chewbacca. Right? Exactly. It doesn't <laughs> matter. It's right. baby fucking Yoda. 
Uh, sweet Goblin Baby is what I've been calling it. Sweet Goblin Baby in a little, like, egg. It actually, you know what it reminds me of? I don't know if anybody else has read this. Dobby Dan. from Harry Potter. <laughs> no, thank God. It did not remind me of that. Gremlins from Gremlins? No, but I'd accept that. So Jonathan Hickman did this comic book recently. Uh, um, oh, God, what's it called? Oh, I can't remember the name of it. I just started talking about it. Um, I'll come back to that. But it is similar in that it has that like child and egg and like kind of like Western vibe. And as soon as that happened, I was like, sitting there like, Oh my God, this is, it, it's channeling that, that energy, but lone wolf and cub, if you're familiar with the anime or, or yeah. manga, uh, lone wolf and cub, it's that. So, so it's about a Mandalorian. Mandalorians are famous for basically one reason. Boba Fett making music, the armor. Oh no, that's mandolin. <laughs> my bad. Well, and people have been doing like the Mandalorian. It's like man and DeLorean. So. Or very thin sliced oh, yes. vegetables. Yeah. <laughs> that mandolin. Potato yes. chips. Um, what do you so, call the Mando? I was like, that's just weird. Mando. <laughs> if if he doesn't wear underwear, is he the Commandalorian? Ah! Wow. Oh, <laughs> East of West is the comic book. If you dig Mandalorian, you should check East of West out from Image. Maybe um, it's BBC. Boxers, briefs, or commando. Uh, <laughs> you guys. Camouflage. <laughs> <laughs> Commandoflage. I was like, that's all right. Anywho, back to Mandalorian. So it is not a force like crazy Jedi infused saga rich. It's none of that. No, it, but it's got a lot of uh, time devoted to him learning how to ride a weird creature. There's nothing wrong with that. Was it Blurg? I don't remember. I think it's Blurg. I was trying to remember this. I was trying to Blurg? actually have facts. The big mouth. Blurg. They called it Blurg? I think they were called Blurgs. Because Nick Nolte is the voice of the little oh, creature. I was wondering where Nick Nolte was. <laughs> I, when, the, when his name popped up in the credits, I was like, yeah. Nick Nolte? Right? Oh. I know. I mean, and they shrunk him down into this little little uh, alien guy. I have spoken. But there's a whole, the second episode has all the Jawas you could ever want. Including them. Oh my God! Why was the egg fought? Like I don't. That's the one part that got me. It's, He's running after the moving fortress, <laughs> and the egg's following. But I'm like, wait! But he's supposed to wait. What? Yeah, huh? it, it made no sense. And then well, when he and then when he was almost squished, and he rolled, and he was on the moving fortress, and then he jumped off of it to climb up the ladder to get back onto the same ledge he was on. I was like, you just made it really tough on yourself. <laughs> he's trying no this is the good thing he's not perfect he's a guy in an armor and by the way they never take their helmet off so you don't know what he looks like and that's you know that's like a thing it's anonymous it's okay exactly it's anonymous uh i'm gonna stop there so <laughs> like he's just doing his thing and he's trying but he's obviously like a mandalorian in training or in i don't even know early... what a mandalorian is and when when the little guy when nick nolte was like you're a Mandalorian. Your people rode these. I was like, oh, I guess I really don't so know my lore. He, he, <laughs> was, he was kind of inducted into the society well, because he's a foundling. He's right. So, orphan. yeah, you're right. And they yeah. flash back to that. So, so in Star Wars lore, the Mandalorians are this race of warriors that they were all about their armor and they had all these rituals and traditions. Were they if, all about that base? All about that base. About if that base. You, if you... No trouble. If you go back <laughs> into, like, the Old Republic era, there's a lot of Mandalorian stuff. The the newer whatever movies and even the old movies, all they ever did was show Boba Fett, and he had a whole suit and Django of Fett. and Django and Fett. Django, so yeah. They had a whole suit of Mandalorian armor, but they don't. I don't think they were actually Mandalorians, or maybe they were. It's it's unclear. Oh, so okay. this is 
they're trying to delve into a little bit of the lore of the Mandalorians and all this other craziness with space baby yoda and all this but other nick shit. nolte gives a hell of a pep talk because as soon as he said that fucking mandalorian how right on that blurg and fucking wrote him like it was nothing it, well he just sometimes you need a pep talk you need a little push in the right direction but, but can i just say this this is the one thing that bothered me and these are nitpicky things because i mean it was cute i'm not a huge star wars fan so I'm, I'm not gonna like sit there and try to pick it apart when he pulls out that little telescope first off we're in the we're a galaxy far far a long time ago galaxy far far away where's our tech is it advanced or is it 1970s television because when they look through them telescopes i'm like why does it look like i need to hit the side of the tv to get the the reception to come in better that's neither here nor there but he doesn't know where to put the put the eye where his eye is because when he goes to look through it because he's got the little like the slit in the visor the big space the big space in the middle and then it's it, it, it it tapers off so he literally is like trying to put it, and then he like puts it where your eye would be on your face. But then they cut back, and it's in the center of his <laughs> helmet. I'm like, and then they show it like three times. He has to look through a scope, and he's like, it goes from like the side where your eye would be to the center. And I'm like, where does he look out of continuity like, error? Can we please? Can we just pick where? Like, just put it in the center. Like, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it just it melds with the helmet. I don't understand. Yeah, they they mm-hmm. definitely uh, have a few little continuity things like that. But I mean, I, I will tell you this, I mean, BJ, you watch this too, right? Yeah. Uh, I mean, what did you think? So like, I'm it. It definitely has it. It's it's like it has that space western vibe, but also kind of like a sa- a story of like a samurai sort of vibe. Yeah, totally. So it's it's. Are you waiting for Serenity to land a little bit and Captain Mal oh, to come out a little bit? Hundred well, percent. Actually, and that's uh, I did. I had to think about this. So the whole series takes place after Return of the Jedi. So you've got little chunks of the Empire still kind of going about. You've got whole ships that have fallen that have. There's no Empire to like pick up their trash. Well, because he makes a mention of that when uh, he goes to get paid. Yep. After the first job, where we where he goes and collects that blue guy, and Hans him into some carbonite. Uh, and he's like, he gets goes to get paid with imperial credits, and he's like, uh, "There's no empire." Yeah, yeah, like so, cur- so currencies like all sorts of fucked up. And I do know, like in um, uh, the Force Awakens, there was a New Republic at some point. Mm-hmm. It's built, but like everything's a mess. Yeah, there, this is still closer to the end of the original trilogy. Yeah, there is a delightful graphic that shows the timeline. And it places it like it shows you everything uh, up to and including Galaxy's Edge and the new movie that's coming out in December. Uh, we'll put that up on the Facebook page if you haven't seen it. If you if you put like Mandalorian timeline into Google and then go to images, it's I think it should be the first one that comes up. Very helpful to figure out where everything sits in it. Yeah, but um, I liked it because it actually it 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 paints. We don't. We've gotten all of our post original trilogy information mostly either through an animated series or a comic book this is like not only this is their first live action series it's their it's it's something that actually grows the universe which is what which is how a rogue one made me feel it just uplifted everything else and I, that's what I, I think it, it's going to it do. It fills so in the corners. Like yeah. it, it, it completes the detail of a world that we've known about, but we always have this focus on Luke and Anakin and all this Jedi shit. Yeah. But there's so much more to the world. 
And this is what I love about it. It's just filling in all those other details. This is what they need to do if they're going to make more Star Wars stuff. They need to go. And yeah, you can have a Jedi show up every now and again, but just fill in the rest of the world. Yeah. It's a rich universe that you can play with. Um, and they need to show Baby Yoda get exhausted from using the Force. Oh, and then nap for like 20 minutes of the rest of the episode. Poor Baby Yoda. Oh, and then when he gets out. Like, I don't know how he gets out of the egg, but then he starts walking. I love so that, tiny. though. He just and shows up. And then the Mandalorian up. just picks him up and puts him back in the egg. That's, that's <laughs> he goes really... to keep trying to like... He's like trying to fix the fix nope. his armor. Yeah, no, he's no. like stop this. <laughs> Get back he's, in your egg. <laughs> the baby Yoda thing is the most adorable thing, which I feel like I'm worried is going to be a setup for something bad to happen. I'm like, oh please, just don't mess with baby Yoda. Keep keep him in one piece. I oh, just no. I just hope that this like leads to them at the end of episode nine, like for Yoda to this new Yoda to be in there because it'll have been. Many years since the Mandalorian yeah. for him to be. He'll be like 75 at that point. Oh, it's got to be longer than that. No, 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 no. So it's 30 years from Return to uh, Force Awakens. Oh, is it? Oh. Yeah, yep. so 25. Um, th- I will tell you this. If you're watching the show and you're like one of these people who pieces out after the show's over, watch the credits. They do um, like little, like a, it's almost like a animatic or comic booky kind of storytelling of the episode beautiful like renderings of probably the original storyboards and it is so worth watching and it, and music's like whatever uh, i love it but i don't love it but. i just kept hitting forward 10 seconds forward 10 seconds till it was like next episode in no. 20 seconds <laughs> so good though because like the artwork i don't know who's doing it, if it's doug chang or who they've got doing it but it is gorgeous and you just kind of get a sense for like what it was so, like the original intent of it and then how it was rendered so anyway great yeah. great Love Star Wars. You got to watch The Mandalorian. And it is so Baby Yoda heavy in episode two, and I love it. Do uh, it. So good. So that is The Mandalorian Disney Plus. If you are a Verizon Unlimited user and you did not know that you get a free year of Disney Plus, go into your My Verizon app and it's under the offers for you. So go do that or go sign up. $6.99 a month, $69.99 for the year, or you're sold for the three year package. So, um, and then also, so if you already have Hulu, and you have any any of the add-ons for it make sure when you if you sign up for the bundle you use the same email that you're using for your Hulu account so what that'll do is that'll automatically grandfather you in to whatever add-ons you have and you'll keep them uh now the downside to that is you will get two separate bills they'll send you they'll send whatever card you use to sign up for the bundle They'll send that one a five ninety nine credit towards the Hulu account. So just make sure like your billing inf- information matches up for both Hulu and uh, Disney Plus bundle. Oh. Um, but yeah, no, there there is a way for you to grandfather in your add-ons. Now, if you deleted your Hulu account, then when you get the bundle, you'll have you'll you won't be able to do any of your add-ons. Gotcha. I think they I think there is a way that you can try to at least do ad free. I was reading, if you Google it, and you can find some information about possibly doing ad-free Hulu with the the bundle, which, because I would not want to <laughs> go back to having to watch the ads. It's bad enough on some of the shows. Like I watch, I did Hulu with live TV, so I watch my CW shows now on that, but it's basically DVRing regular television, so I have to sit through 170 or 180 seconds of commercials during each break. And I'm like, Ugh. what are you, a poor? 
Ugh, commercials? No, I'm sadly watching Batwoman. Anywho, next topic. Let's go to BJ. What is your first topic? Oh, my God. Um, So, I have been playing with my Switch nonstop. Is um, that what the kids are calling it nowadays? I'm going to go blind. Ugh. I'm going to get hair on my knuckles. Um, <laughs> I thought I mean, it was your palms. Is it your palms? It's your palms. Yeah. Um, but uh, for those of you that are big Nintendo fans, they have been dropping a ton of stuff. Lately. That Eric's been playing because he said that he was going to play more video games this year. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, we'd have to buy him a Switch first, right? Yeah. I uh, have a Switch. Damn it. Uh, um, but for, uh, so the first uh, one I want to talk about is Luigi's Mansion 3 uh, came out. And Ooh, I never scary. played the first one, but I did play the second one on DS. Um, oh, is that where two was? Because I wasn't sure. I knew yeah. one, yeah. one was yeah. on the GameCube, yes. which I played, yep. and that was It was, was like fun. the first game that came out for the GameCube. Oh, yeah. It was, it was our early release for the GameCube. Yep. Um, it's been so long. But you, um, but they, uh, they released Luigi's Mansion 3 on Halloween. Uh, and you've got... So you've got Luigi, Mario, Peach, the Toads, like everybody is going on a fancy vacation to a filthy, filthy lie. Um, <laughs> the, if effectively, um, somebody has freed King Boo, uh, Mario, and uh, everybody else has been taken hostage, and it's up to Luigi to save everyone. Do you remember from the second game, was King Boo like the big bad? He what he he wasn't technically the big bad it was something was exacerbating all the ghosts okay. and, and he had this gem that let him control him so he was more or less the big bad oh, okay in the second one i don't well. remember beating the first one i don't i probably i may have and i don't remember king boo it makes sense because he's the mario ghost bad guy bad but guy, yeah. still i just didn't remember um but uh and you the it's it's an, it's an interesting game. Like I really, it's very it plays very smooth. Um, it's absolutely hilarious because uh, Doctor E. Gad will Ugh. always will always call you on like either a DS or something. No, no, no. It's a virtual boy. It's a virtual boy this time. So if you don't know the virtual boy joke, let me please ex- let me explain this <laughs> because most people probably don't. I played the virtual boy. Did you really? I did. A friend of mine bought it and he hated it. So, and this is before there were video game stores we could trade shit in. So, Nintendo made early, early on. I think it was after the Game Boy, but before the DS. It was it was after the Game Boy, before the Game Boy Color. Oh, okay. So, it was that? Okay. It was in between there. Because it was, it, was, it was not black and white. It was red and red black. Red and black. And uh, it was this horrible, horrible virtual like like you think of like an oculus or a vive now it was like that back when there was no the 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 resolution the graphics were just not there and nintendo tried they really did and it was abysmal failure the only console i think nintendo has ever really lost money on oh yeah and Uh so that is hilarious that that is the main communication you have with that japanese weird pigeon spoke like like that whole his whole <laughs> language is so weird because you keep hearing little bits of japanese yeah and then jawa it's like really almost racist i think sometimes it's but he, they, but they may, i mean the japanese company made the game so yeah that i love that part that's he, best and and your menu your menu screen is red and black because that's that's course, what you use to to do all your menu stuff um but uh you go right into the game with 
once you get your uh your your poltergeist uh backpack um, such once, a bad pun once you once you get your poltergeist you immediately have all the moves um from the first and second game plus uh you get like a little um like a cloud burst sort of move that kind of pushes ghosts away oh is that what the uh two buttons at the top are yep it okay. made, pretty much it's like his only jump yeah sort of thing um but uh yeah no you go right into it uh if you've played any of the games they pretty much will let you you, you know how to play the game uh and you then, vacuum everything yes everything Money. multiple times yes everything um the, everything can be interacted with and that's one of the things i love about the game is you can interact with just about every damn thing on the screen um well and then about i want to say after technically the first or second level you get gooigi gooigi is a eptoplasmic copy of luigi that you can jump your consciousness back and forth to which actually has some really interesting puzzles because gooigi can't be stabbed or hurt by anything except for water and other ghosts i'm trying to think of what other game has this dynamic and i know i've played games that resident have evil zero okay where you jump between the two characters okay a boy in his blob there you a go well <laughs> no because you weren't the blob you no just, right. you got him jelly beans to make him do yeah. different things I almost sorry like, deep deep cut. There was like a Zelda maybe that you play like a thing. I don't know. There's definitely other games that have done this dynamic, but they do it really well. Yeah. It well, I great. I think Luigi's Mansion does it pretty well. Well, Twilight for the puzzles. Princess, you go that's from it. regular Link to yes. Wolf Link. Mid, yeah, 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 yeah. That's that's that's. Um, yeah. and then the and the cool thing is is whatever you're doing, if you're vacuuming something, uh, and you switch to Gooigi, you. Luigi pretty much conks out while still vacuuming, so there's a lot of interesting puzzles and stuff you can do um, with Gooigi. Uh, sometimes I just switch to him to catch the ghosts, so that way if he gets the crap beaten out of him, uh, I do know there's a boss fight, or there's almost there's a boss fight or two where you have to use him, and that can get a little crazy. Um, like early on, it's like there's a barrier you have to like send Gooigi through. Yeah. And then you're just like, oh, it's like his remote control. But they, but they do a good job of kind of building up the puzzle difficulty because I'm, pr I'm probably on floor number seven, and like I would never have thought uh, to do some of the these puzzles. You can also use him to access certain areas to get crystals, um, uh, gold bones, stuff like that. Uh, so yeah, no, it's super interesting uh, just to how they've kind of just added one or two things to this just to kind of ramp it up a bit. Um, but no, I love it. I've actually, um, I've kind of, how long have I been playing this? I got, I'm pretty much right in the middle of the game. Um, how, how how many hours do you think you've been putting in? Uh, I've probably put in a solid six or seven. Because okay. When I play Switch, it's like, yeah, it's I'll play it on my casual, TV. Very casual, very casual. And then right? I'll like, you know, if I'm slacking off at work. So have you played um, the multiplayer at all? I have not. My the multiplayer is fun. They have a bunch of different games. Usually you're like chasing ghosts or you're throwing like uh some kind of objects over to blow up stuff to yeah it, it's it they're fun they're fun games the only thing i will say about the multiplayer is if you don't have a big tv it's hard to see where each because you like one player is like luigi or a different color luigi uh, and yeah. then goo, goo luigi and it's hard to see which one's which but you know if you have a big tv then you're fine yeah but they're fun they're fun but yeah no i i couldn't suggest it enough um 
So uh, Luigi's Mansion 3, it is out now. Uh, digital or physical copy, if you like. Now available on iTunes. Wow. Oh, no, not, no, not yeah. iTunes. <laughs> well, no, that's, that's Waluigi. <laughs> Actually, around Halloween, I saw a Waluigi board. <laughs> where the answers were why or nah, <laughs> and I need it. So <laughs> if we get a couple more Patreon yeah. subscriptions, just know we will have a seance with the Waluigi board. <laughs> oh my god, no! And we'll do it. We'll totally do it. We'll live stream that shit. Oh my god, I love it. So that is Luigi's Mansion Three on the Switch. All right, Eric, hit us with your first topic. So current events, right? <laughs> In the 1970s. <laughs> The FBI started interviewing serial killers uh, to learn how they think, what they do for their methods and whatnot. And there's a show about it called Mindhunters, which I've been watching on Netflix. Uh, is it Netflix original? It's a Netflix original, okay. yeah. It's by, um, oh God, what's his name? He uh, he made uh, a lot of good movies. Um, a Panic Room, Alien 3, even though he wasn't credited. Or or he chose not to be credited because, yeah. um, a girl with a dragon tattoo, yeah. Anyway, he's the uh, showrunner slash executive producer of that show. Joe Penhall? No, shit. I'm I'm my brain. I mean, that's who the creator was. Well, so he's like the executive producer. So anyway, okay. yeah. Sorry. Yeah, I'll come back. That's okay. Um, so this is actually based on a book written by a real FBI agent who did a lot of these things. Um, so I've watched the first two seasons. Ooh. Yep. Stars Jonathan Groff, Holt McElhaney. Holt? Uh, Holt? Who names their kid Holt? <laughs> David Fincher is one of the executives. Oh, he was okay. what I was thinking of. Anyway. Um, so they star as the two main FBI agents, and they're later joined by uh, Anna Torv um, from Fringe. She was Olivia. Um, Anna Wintour? Yes. Oh, okay. Just checking. Uh, and she c- is a professor, but comes over to help uh, the FBI uh, just give legit legitimize the whole study that they're doing, basically. Hmm. Interesting. And the first season is a lot of their interviews, going around to different prisons to interview these serial killers. Um, and they do show a couple practical applications of them actually solving murders. Uh, but the second season is set around a series of murdered children in Atlanta in the late 70s, early 80s, which I guess was a real thing that happened. Uh, and they Was it Pennywise the Clown? It was, indeed. Oh. <laughs> uh, except this was Atlanta and not made. Oh, I yeah, mean. So, a little different. <laughs> uh but it's a good show. Uh, I think the writing's do- well done. The acting is well done. Uh, it's an interesting premise. Kind of uh, Silence of the Lambsy. Okay. A little bit. I'm your Miss Mandarin. <laughs> <laughs> I can't do that. Uh, so what made you decide to watch this now? I don't know. I just put it on. I was looking. felt like a crime drama. Okay. And so I decided to watch a crime drama. Nice. <laughs> crime dramas are all the rage. Really? You're not you're not secretly like trying to get tips or anything? No. 
<laughs> I don't. I don't need any tips. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> wow! They, they haven't. Ca- they haven't caught me yet. <laughs> nah. Nah. Wow! As he twirls his uh, mustache. <laughs> you do get to see Jonathan Groff uh, having lots of straight sex, though. I can work with that. Yeah. I don't know. I never watched Looking, so I don't know. Wait, is he straight? Is he gay? He's gay. Oh, he is. Okay. Yeah. I can't keep track of him sometimes. So, so that's my hunter. Yes. Is it just two seasons? Or it's is just it... two seasons right now. Okay, yeah. cool. Well, that is my hunter on Netflix. And chill. <laughs> Crunchy roll and fill your holes. <laughs> uh, so my first topic. Fill them all. My first topic is going to be. Another thing that you can find on Netflix, all five seasons currently streaming, and it's Shit's Creek. Yay! It's the shit. It is the shit. So, David. <laughs> David could get it. David. I, I know that everybody's been talking about this for a while. Um, I've had friends that have talked about it. I have listened to Glenn Weldon talk about it on Pop Culture Happy Hour. It has just been one of those things that I have not ever really dove into. And I don't know what happened. Was this last week? I think it was last weekend. In between day drinking till I couldn't really see straight no more. Uh, (laughs) I spent about three days binging all five seasons of Schitt's Creek. I had watched like an episode or two when we were in Provincetown over the summer uh, just because I was like, oh, let me just throw this on or whatever. I was going to take a nap during the day. And I was like to have something on. And I was just kind of like, all right, this is whatever. Because it does take a little bit to get into. Yeah, around like episode four or five that it hits yeah. you. And you're like, yes. So it's weird because I like the show. But I don't think I like it as much as everybody else does. It's it, that, That's the thing, is when you go into a series or something that's super popular, and you've done nothing but hear people talk about it, depending on who's been like pushing it up, it, they could be overhyping it, and you don't know until you watch it. So and then plus, there's some, people will let some of the gags slip, so you're not technically going into it blind. I don't think I'd heard much about it, to be honest. I was going in pretty blind. Mm-hmm. Um... But I know that, like, I knew some things. I knew that David eventually ends up in a relationship. Like, I knew, like, that th- those pieces of it. Mm. Um, but, like, I I don't know. Like, it just, it's weird. There are a couple of characters that I really don't like on the show. I'm not a huge fan of Bob the Mechanic. Aw. And I really do not like Stevie. Yeah, that's fair. I don't know. Not not a huge thing. Moira. <laughs> love her. I love that she... I feel like that's you <laughs> when you get her age. No. I will. I, <laughs> I feel like I'm somebody else on that show. Oh, and no. And it scares me a little bit. <laughs> I really feel like I'm David. I could see how you could either be David or, uh, or his sister. Yeah, I'm not so much Alexis. On a bad day, I could see you being Maybe, Alexis. Maybe, but I really... But like, I really... I can kind of see you being David. Including the eye squints? You're, you're <laughs> David, and Josh is Alexis. <laughs> Josh is 100% Alexis. Okay, I can totally see that. There you go. Um, 
even to the point where uh, when Patrick says, I love you to David for the first time in the store, and he's like, I've only said that three other times, or it, it was two other times, or three other times, twice to my parents, and w- yes, at a Mariah Carey concert. <laughs> I'll be your Mariah Carey. When Patrick said that, I was like, I need that in my life. That's what I'm waiting for now. Uh <laughs> Because no matter what, everything else in the... I like the development of the, the main characters. The townsfolk don't really seem to have that same growth. Um, and it's not focused on as much. Maybe Twyla a little bit. I didn't realize Twyla was another Levy. She rounds out the children on the show. It's a very Levy family affair. With uh, Dan Levy doing a lot of writing and producing. Yeah, he is the writer... I think the EP as well. Okay. Yeah. I, um, and I think he's directed a couple of episodes, if I'm not mistaken, especially the ones that are very focused on his character. But I loved how, like, the, when the Johnny's development and when they went out to dinner for their anniversary and the, their old friends couple that showed up and then they were shit talking, shit's creek and oh, all that. Yeah, and yeah. he kind of like stood up and realized, like, this is, you know, so you see that growth. Um, Alexis over the course, you know, leading up to, um, her revelation that she is in love with Ted. Um, although when she broke up with Mutt because he shaved his beard, I was like, oh, that is so many people that I know. (laughs) And he did look so bizarre without a beard. Yeah. So bizarre. Um, and then obviously, um, David's growth. Moira, I'm assuming, will be more of this final season. Now that the way that season five ended, I don't want to spoil it too much if you haven't gotten to the end of season five yet. Uh, but season, or yes, yeah, so season five into season six, I think will be more of Moira's growth and development into her final form. But will she <laughs> drink more fruit wine? <laughs> People need to know. <laughs> I, I feel like I'm a f- like. I'm afraid one day I'm going to turn into Moira, but I secretly want to turn into Moira. <laughs> I want to I want to be that faux classy. I just want to have sleeping vests. <laughs> <laughs> it's that that laugh she does when he's just like, "I'm afraid you're going to have to plant your own peonies, honey." It's like and then where she laughs, but she doesn't move her mouth at all. I love that actress. Oh, Catherine God. O'Hara. Catherine O'Hara is everything in that show. But, like, things are dark, but not that dark. Like, when she says baby, it fucking, I, I giggle. <laughs> baby. The baby. The baby. <laughs> when they run over the uh, the dog and they have to go to the farmhouse and, like, where's baby? And then the, like, the 17 year old girl comes out and she's like, this is baby? Maybe Bebe would like a, a new dog. Uh, so, um, it's grown on me in a way that I didn't expect. And with the introduction of Patrick into the mix and his relationship with David, holy fuck. Oh my God. I did not realize I could cry so much during a television show. And the only thing I've seen of him is this uh, where he uh, sang a song to him. And I was like, I don't I don't want to feel feelings right now. 
I want to dedicate this next song to um, a very special someone in my life. You mean this song? David Rowe. I call you when I need you and my heart's on fire You come to me wild and wild You come to me and give me everything I need Yeah, so when he sings the acoustic cover of Tina Turner's The Best and you watch it and you see David go from abject horror <laughs> to completely melting because when he starts up, so the whole premise is that they do an open mic night at the the store. Yeah. And David wants nothing to do with it. He is totally against it. And Patrick wants to do it. So he goes to start. He plugs in the, his guitar and he starts tuning up and doing this whole thing. And David and Moira are standing there. Moira's like, let me know if you want me to pull the fire alarm. <laughs> <laughs> and then he starts singing and you see the look of horror turn into oh, yeah, he just like utter crying. like just love like i i swear to god like as i'm just watching him i'm just it streaming down my face no. the tears no no feelings i don't i'll skip that episode and then a couple of episodes later they're they have a whole thing where like it, it's there it's about, about compromise and it's this whole thing and he uh david sits patrick down in the store and he turns on a cd and it's Tina Turner is the best. And he does a whole like lip sync performance around him. Oh my God. To it. I was just like, okay, I'm done. This is like. I'll skip that episode too. It's the most amazing, like ridiculous thing in the world. And it's just the way that that they have written that relationship and the development and the issues that they go through, the jealousy, the this, the that, like, all, it's probably the most realistic relationship. I have ever like seen on a television show and it's amazing. Like to me, it's just absolutely amazing. And it, Oh, it hits so good. So, so anything that any of the parts where I may have an issue or may not like the characters as much, it's all washed away by the two of them. So it has, uh, because you're weak, uh, the feelings. Yeah. Well, you know, yeah, Dan Levy has announced that they are coming back for a sixth and final season, which I was just reading. Uh, normally, it premieres in Canada um, in January, and then it premieres in the U.S. later on. It's actually going to premiere at the same time. So Ooh. I think it's January 7th, 2020 is the uh, premiere date for season six of... Uh, Shit's Creek, and if you have Netflix, you can watch all five of the first seasons now. So, do it. Enjoy. All right, listeners. We hope that you are enjoying this episode and all the other episodes that we have for you in our feed. And if you are having fun with us at Flame On, then why not follow us on your favorite social media platform? You can head over to flameonshow.com, scroll to the bottom, and all of our social media chicklets are right there. While you're on our site. And scroll to the bottom. You can also click on our Patreon link. We have a Patreon that is just for us. We love our friends at Omniverse slash Nerdy Show. And you can still support them by going to patreon.com forward slash Nerdy Show. But if you would like to help support us, the boys of Flame, on, 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 on. 
then you can go to patreon.com forward slash flame on show because branding is important so you can join our patreon at any of the four levels we have a new patron to shout out jose esquilin thank you for becoming a patron he is a powers of 10 donor so he's got uh access to everything that we have up on the patreon site and we'll be doing a special patreon only recorded episode that he will have access to once that goes up. So you can join by going to patreon.com forward slash flame on show. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad. And I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, get 20, 20, get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. We are ready for round two of our topics for this month. Let's go to BJ for your second topic. What oh you got? Oh, my God. What? So I mentioned that I haven't beat Luigi's Mansion yet because I have completely stopped playing it because the new Pokemon game has finally dropped for the Switch. Don't you roll your eyes, bitch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um Cotton candy unicorns for everybody <laughs> that has Pokemon Shield, not Pokemon Sword, unless you trade with somebody. <laughs> True. Um, but uh, no, I, I remember reading on the internet before the game even launched, people were complaining about the graphic quality and the animations for the characters, blah, 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 blah. Um, yeah. Because no. they weren't looking at the finished product. Exactly. Because they were going and getting pixel counts and they were like, that's just wrong. <laughs> So, um, the interesting thing that the game has done, which is something similar to what uh, the Persona games have done, is they've kind of streamlined all these little pieces from old Pokemon games to just make it an overall smoother experience. So, like, starting the game, you used to have to, like, you know, I can't go around this bush, I have to go this way now, like, little little things like that. Um, It's a little bit more open. Uh, which is rare uh, for a Pokemon game. The graphics quality is, I think it's fantastic. I like the sprites and everything, uh, how the Pokemon look. Um, I have gone with uh, Score Bunny as my starter, Fire Bunny. Boo. What What, what would yours be? Sobble. Of course it'd be Sobble. Because I want a depressed Pokemon just like me. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I love Snorlax, because he's big and... He just likes to sleep and eat. I mean, uh, what does that say about me? I like to run around and set fires. 
Yes. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> That's fair. Um, but no. Um, and they've they've taken little. So in this one, you no longer have the Z moves. You don't have the Mega Evolutions. Uh, you've got Dynamaxing, which effectively turns your Pokemon into a giant Kaiju monster. Um, and some of them have special forms for it. Um, I, if you cur- are currently playing the game, if you go to your mystery gift in the uh, when you're online, they actually have a regular, like an original Meowth that you can Dynamax um, in the game. When you say original, you mean like the Kanto version? Yes. Okay. Yeah, the Kanto version, because they have a... A wonderful trash meowth, um, which looks like a crazy mangy stray cat for the Galgar um, uh, variant. And I actually really liked the regional variants for this game a little bit better than the Alolan ones for uh, Sun and Moon. He reminds me a little bit of Captain Caveman. Yes. <laughs> Captain Caveman! Um, <laughs> Barbera. <laughs> 100%. Where's um, that gritty reboot, DC? Oh, no. It's Hino Man? But, um, no, I am I am trolling for that Ponyta. Cotton candy Ponyta. Um, cotton I candy have unicorns for everybody. I believe that the gym leaders actually are different for both versions. Um, I think so. I think I heard that if not all of them, some of them are. I definitely wanted to fight the ghost gym leader, and I believe the ghost gym leader is yeah, the ghost gym leader is in Shield. That was one of the reasons that I picked Shield. Plus the uh, super buff guy. Yeah, but no, no. Plus the uh, the the Shield Wolf looks absolutely fucking ridiculous. So <laughs> he's got a big old fat chest. His shield. He's just wearing a shield. Um, I already got um, the lightning corgi. Yay! Um, sweet sweet baby. But you know what you can't get? Surfetched. This is true. Surfetched is uh for sword. So um, I will be hunting down my friends that bought sword to, for them to get me one. Um, but no, so far uh the soundtrack's great. Um, it's got like every Pokemon game they kind of up up update the original like songs and everything um just little just slight updates to it um but no i it's so far i am probably about three four hours into it um and i'm right now i'm just running around a giant ass field catching pokemon that's 90 percent of what i'm doing right now as they chase you yeah oh yeah oh yeah that's something i've had to get used to is because you can actually see a good chunk of the pokemon wandering around um but they can also see you. <laughs> so when you're running through the grass and a whole bunch of exclamation points pop up and you have like seven Yanmar uh, electric corgis chasing you down the road, I'm like, okay, I have n- I only have one Pokemon that has any health and he's at five HP. Run. Run now. Um, at least it's not Machamp's running after you. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, no, so, so far, it's actually been a really pleasant experience. Uh, it's the first time I have gotten a Pokemon game at launch. Um, so, because normally I always get a Pokemon game, like, a couple months after launch, and then everybody's already beaten it and traded and doesn't want to do anything with it. Um, so this will be a interesting um, thing. Your Pokedex this time is actually a cell phone app. Um... So it's a little bit. It's very modernized compared to the original, uh, the original games. 
So uh, you can wirelessly transfer Pokemon in and out of a box once you get a certain item. Interesting. So I'm, and they, I don't know if they if it has um, amiibo um, connectivity in it. I haven't played. I haven't actually gone to like the actual options of the game. Um, so I need to. I've been wanting to check because I know they've released some new amiibos uh, recently. So well, and if you have a Pokeball, you can put your Pokemon in there and gain extra balls and uh, extra items by walking your Pokemon. Oh, I did not know that. Might also be XP. I know in Let's Go uh, Pikachu and Let's Go Eevee, you could help uh, level them up by walking them. But a friend of mine that I was talking to two nights ago, last night, I forget, he he had his Pokeball out. and um, For everybody the same? Yes. Oh he had Sobble, the, the next evolution of Sobble. Uh-huh. So you, if you shake the Pokeball, you hear them. You can hear them in there. And you can hear Sobble cry in there. <laughs> yes. Oh, yes. No. And I picked the arsonist. <laughs> <laughs> because of course you did. I did. Uh, so that is Pokemon Sword Nay Shield. And uh, for Nintendo Switch. Yup. And if you did Community Day yesterday. Not yesterday. Was it yesterday? What are we doing? Uh, yes. Yeah, it was yesterday. Yesterday. Uh, if you did Community Day on the 16th, which was yesterday from when we were recording, after the 11 a.m. to 2 p.m. Community Day time frame, Eric, did you Community Day? Nope. Of course not. You Once don't love us. Abandoned. Did the shiny chimchar even look that different? Oh, my God. It's pink. Bitch, she adorable. Uh. Although, apparently, I think they've cut down the shiny rates. Because people are like going crazy on Discord and whatnot. They're like, I didn't catch any in three hours. I caught ten between two accounts, five <laughs> on each. So I, I've apparently uh, have to set aside a few of them to trade. But after that was done, from two to three p.m., Galarian Weezing popped up in raids. So they introduced Proper the first Galarian wheezing. form. Proper Weezing. Proper. Oh. So I went out and I did two raids after uh, Community Day was over, and I got uh, two Galarian Weezings on each account. So it was very exciting. Stovepipe hat. Yes. Now I'm just waiting for the uh, Galarian Ponyta to come to Pokemon Go, and I'll be happy. Cotton candy unicorns. Cotton candy unicorn. We'll see. But if that's if that ever does, then that makes it easier because if you can do like uh, Let's Go and you can bring Pokemon into the game through Pokemon Go. You can get those ones you have to trade for without trading with anybody. That's how I filled up my decks. This is true. So that's how I got my Mewtwo into the game without having to beat it. Because I can't beat Mewtwo to save my (laughs) life. (laughs) So Pokemon Sword and Shield out now on the Nintendo Switch. Eric, what is topic two for you? So last year, I think, or was it two years ago, uh, there was a horror movie called Hereditary that came out. I am your mother! Um, and the writer slash director, I don't know, the creator of that movie, yeah, just recently this year came out with his next movie called Midsommar. And that Midsommar. is the movie I saw. Uh, about a group of grad students. Right? They're all working on their theses. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one of their friends comes from Sweden. Norway, Sweden. Uh, I believe he's from Sweden. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Sweden. 
uh, where he grew up on a commune and invites his friends to come to a midsummer festival that's going to be happening. And so they go, and hijinks ensue. <laughs> What's funny is I think when I originally read the like the plot and everything from IMDb, it was billed as like a horror comedy almost. Like it's super dark, but like there are some parts where you're like, this is actually kind of funny. <laughs> like, what when they're tripping out? Yeah, like well, when they're yeah. tripping out, when like just like the awkward moments where you're like. It's not, it's almost honestly this is like a horror story of what happens if you don't break up. <laughs> yeah, so I want to break up. Bye-bye. Maybe I'll see you in the next life. Can I just say after we recorded that episode, I found out that it was in the top 10 on uh British radio play. Really? Yes, it is a top 10 single for the Proc Destroyers. When I was but, like, but "Oh, not, they're that, never going to play this on the radio." Not filth Harmony, no, right? Filth Harmony did not. <laughs> No. <laughs> which I, after listening to it a few more times it's gotten quite quite catchy so bag of chips is sunny <laughs> bag of chips is class bag of chips is sexy she takes it up the woo midsummer sorry yes back to it so the main character is this uh girl who girl girl um she is in therapy she's well, I mean, when the movie starts, she's in therapy, and she feels like she's leaning too hard on her boyfriend. And then her sister decides to commit suicide and kill her their parents. So now the boyfriend's super trapped in this relationship he doesn't want to be in, <laughs> and decides to invite her along to Sweden with the guys. And nobody's happy. <laughs> Well, I mean, because I I have friends that have been in that situation where they're like, it's not so much that they wanted to break up with their girlfriend, but they're like, I'm going to go do this thing with my boys. And their girlfriend's like, I want to go. And he's like, but why? You're going to hate it. And (laughs) And they're going to hate it. And then everybody's going to be upset. (laughs) But because I'm a monster, I'm like, this is terrible for everyone. So we're on an even playing field. I'm having a good time. (laughs) We're the nachos. Like, but yeah. Um. And they go, and they're meeting the people of the commune, and they're, uh, everybody is like, oh, these are kind of some wacky uh, habits and stuff. And then they're out on this cliff, and these two old people go to the top of the cliff, and the outside people are watching, and all of a sudden this lady goes to the edge of the cliff, and she just jumps off and lands first, face first into a rock. And everybody's like, what? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And then her husband just jumps off straight, and his legs just bust open, and oh, he's yeah. just laying on the ground, screaming, and everyone from this commune is just screaming back at him Oh yeah! until they go and smash his head open with a hammer. And they're all like, what the fuck just happened? And the, this is what the Republicans are fighting against. <laughs> the future of the Damn socialism. Won. And the head lady in charge is like, no, we, we view life as a cycle. And they were at the end of their cycle. And instead of growing old and decrepit and not enjoying the last years of their life, they wanted to give their lives back to the earth. It was like a ritualistic assisted suicide. Yeah. So. Only for him. She could. She was full out just suicide. Right. Uh, <laughs> She knows how to do it. Yeah, seriously, I would not she want to do right. it. I would not want to do it the way he did it. Shit. 
uh, he was trying not to cause a splash. Yeah. Sure. Mm-hmm. yeah. Only in the first three rows. Oh. <laughs> um, but there's two other outside people that got brought in, and they're really super freaking out, and they decide they're going to leave. But somehow they get separated. I wasn't too clear on this. Like, the the guy disappears first, and they tell the girl, "Oh yeah, this one guy took him to the train station." Like, but you couldn't bring me along too. Like, what? Like, there's room in cars. I'm hearing but- like you don't like this movie was confusing. <laughs> And just, not really. It's pretty straightforward, but they don't necessarily explain the disappearances of things the other just happen. people. Like the like the main characters, you understand why they start disappearing. Okay, you and actually see like people get carted off at some point in the movie, but not everybody. And you're just kind of like, huh? Yeah. Uh, Did you like it? I thought it was okay. Yeah. 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 Um, it made me curious to actually see Hereditary because that I think got a lot better reviews. Oh, you haven't seen Hereditary? I haven't seen Hereditary. Oh, okay. Because uh, honestly, compared to Midsommar, Hereditary is significantly less gory. I mean, there's but I don't need gore yeah. for a good horror movie. But it's just that everybody was surprised at the amount of gore in Midsommar because Hereditary had like some gore, but a lot of it happened like kind of off screen. Yeah. So, so you're like. Oh, okay. So then you go in the Midsommar and you're like, what is this blood fest? (laughs) Can we talk about why he's saying Midsommar? Like, I'm I'm not making fun of you. Midsommar. The spelling is that. Yeah, I mean, it's the Swedish version of Midsommar. Which is like, I love hearing different people say the movie's name because everyone's like, Midsummer, Midsommar, Midsummer, Midsummer. I, mean, I don't know. Yeah. I have a, I have a friend that's like off the boat from Sweden, so she was like mid so I was like, oh, they so she said mid summer, and she's like mid somar, and I was like, <laughs> wow, yeah. all right, there we go. So that's Sweden. yeah, no, that's that's the proper pronunciation of it. I love it. She kind of she gave me a lot of side eye when I was talking oh. about it. <laughs> I was like, how do I say? it? And properly? Swedish side eye is not to be uh, <laughs> no, trifled with. You can no. feel that on your neck. She gave you silence and side eye. <laughs> but in the end. So the main girl becomes the main queen because she danced the longest. <laughs> Wait, is this Cheryl Hole? No. <laughs> I think this is Cheryl Hole. Wait, what movie did we come back to? <laughs> but who was dancing? She said she sentences her boyfriend to die because they drugged her, so he would have sex with one of the girls in the village to bring in new blood, while all the old ladies stood around completely naked, watched them. And moaned along with the girl. Man, they're freaky. Uh, they're freaky. Oh, in Sweden. I thought you said mode. I no, was like, I see that with lawnmowers. Mode too. <laughs> and uh, assisted in the coupling. Uh, oh, oh yeah. <laughs> little midwife I like action. It young there. and dusty. Uh, so how many flames? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the whole movie ended in flames. Um. <laughs> uh, I'd give it three flames. I thought it was an interesting story. Uh, I didn't think it would have too much gore. Cheaty's in it as well. Oh, Cheaty. Yep. As he's, as the black. Oh, there's one. The black. I mean, it is Sweden. I was going to say, Sweden. <laughs> yeah. Evidently, he's like in a bunch of shit lately. He's in like the Amazon um, Jack uh, Ryan thing with... Yep. Uh, uh, 
Jim from The Office. I mean, good for him for getting Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I mean, but um, but uh, yeah, three out of five flames. Yeah. Would you recommend it? I would. I'd say if you like Hereditary and like the work of the guy, then I've heard Hereditary is better than Midsommar. Yeah, I just can't find Hereditary streaming on anything. I actually think uh, the horror streaming service Shudder may have snatched it up. Like, uh, Shudder also snatched up uh, Channel Zero, that anthology series that apparently was really good. Um, But nobody advertised it. Um, Could you you say Snatch one more time? (laughs) Snatch? Thank you. (laughs) Is it Shudder and Flutter? Shudder. Crunchyroll would fill your holes. (laughs) Shudder and Flutter. Shudder and Flutter. <laughs> but BJ, you saw the movie too. How many flames would you give it? I would give uh I would give it three out of five. Yeah. It's very yeah. mid middling. It's it, and it's not, not like, a ringing endorsement. It well it's not it's not honestly, it's not that heavy on the horror. Like it, it it's un, there's some unsettling moments, but like outside of like the, the obvious like what the fuck is this ritual that's happening, it's are there bees involved? I feel like this is all very Wicker, Wicker Man. Man. Yeah. No, uh, actually, no. It's no bees. Every, bees. The the cinematography. Everything's like beautiful. Like, yeah. You're I mean, literally in this giant field. So it's like it's the dichotomy because, of the beautiful and the sh- because mirror. it's it's just remote. They're in the middle of nowhere, but it's bright all the time because it's midsummer. Midsummer. Yeah. Midsummer. In midsummer in. Sweden, which is north, 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 yeah. so it's sun all the time. Whereas Heredity's concerned, there is like a, a build of dread, and there's like a big build to a climax. And this one, it's you're like, this cannot end well, and you're just kind of waiting for that sort of payoff on like how badly this will end. So, but I, I thought the cinematography for Mid Midsommar was absolutely it was breathtaking. Like it gorgeous. was gorgeous. Yeah, nice. And I, and I was like, there's a bear in a cage. And they're like, don't worry, about, don't worry about the bear in the cage. Like, yeah. <laughs> just a bear in a cage. That feels like a. Uh, <laughs> and then at the end, Stonewall. you find out, and you're like, oh, bear in a cage. The, the, the yeah. night, night at the the, I don't know, some bear bar. The bear didn't get used the way I thought it was going to get used. I've all. heard that before. Uh, <laughs> every Friday night, never gets used the way I wish oh. it would get used. <laughs> That's not what I heard happen on the trails at Sawmill last weekend. Oh. I mean, Whatever. I'm they have cages now? So Midsommar. <laughs> Not just a Santa trough? I mean, technically, the that garage, glory hole right? box is a cage of wood. So Midsommar, <laughs> three flames from BJ and from Eric. Brian, what is your second topic? So, many of you have probably seen the movie uh, uh, Golden Compass. It was yes. with uh, Craig, no. Daniel Craig. Daniel Craig yep. and uh, Nicole Kidman. Yes. And it came out about, what, 10 years ago-ish, probably thereabouts? I think so. 10 or 12, yeah, yeah. somewhere in there. So this uh, work is a uh, it's a it's a trilogy of uh, young adult uh, novels. Well, there's five now, right? Well, there's five now, but the, the, okay, the two that they've put out since, the, that Pullman's put out, like they're prequel sequels, it's weird. It's a very weird thing. Anyway, originally there were three, it's a trilogy. And um, they were going to make all three until the movie did not do well because the movie was not great. And let's be I honest. didn't think it was horrible. It wasn't yeah, horrible. I, it wasn't but, terrible. It wasn't horrible. But I didn't know the source material. But so. regardless, it didn't do well. That's really what Correct. determined that. So 
go back. But to, they kept making Maze Runner movies, so I, I don't well, know. you know, we can't we can't explain everything here. <laughs> like people have bad taste, but those made money at the box office. They did. They did. They, they did. they did. they did. They did. DC keeps making movies. <laughs> this is true. Well, yeah, they do. Uh, what's what's Wonder Woman? Wonder Woman comes out soon, right? I feel like Wonder Woman like eighty four is coming out soon. Uh, yeah, I, next t- year. Yeah. yeah, it's next year. So they're still making shit. Anyway, so Phil Pullman young adult series pre Harry Potter. I mean, this is like before all the young adult stuff was hitting the fan, and he made this series about uh like anti religion, anti establishment. We're gonna go kill God. I'm spoiling it a little bit, but I don't know how they'll treat it in the in the series. So this was very informative and impressionable for me when I was in college because, you know, I read weird, crazy things in college. You experimented in college. Of course, as we all do. So when they decided they were going to make a BBC HBO collab here uh, for this 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 new His Dark Materials uh, HBO show. I'm sorry. What is it? His Dark. No, no, no. I'm sorry. It's a BBC HBO what? Collab. Is that what they call this? Collab, but you know. Collab, I don't know. Collaboration. A collab. Oh, well, I mean, yes, okay. So you're it's a, a brief, collab. You're a brief. So tilts a door. You're so hip. Collab. A collab. Collab. Whatever it's called. A collaboration. Uh, I feel like there's another hip term, but I can't think of it because I'm old. So It's a they, mashup. Thank you. <laughs> when, they de- when they determined they were going to make this, I was very excited because this book the series, like I've always said, Harry Potter really deserves like an HBO series to dig into all the lore. I want a Harry Potter series right. that takes place in, at the American school during the Harry Potter movies. That would be good, too. I, I feel want. like they're going to make that at some point. Eventually, they'll remake Eventually. it, and it should be like a season per book. Right. That exactly. Movie. That is exactly it. So that's what they're doing with this. There's three books. I'm assuming they're going to do three series. They may decide... If it does really well, they do the new stuff. I don't know. But I'm telling you right now, I've seen two episodes of this series. They nailed it. It's amazing. It does everything the movie should have done and more. The only problem I've had so far is the first episode can be a lot. People who I've talked to who've watched it said they have no idea what the fuck to to make of the story after the first episode because Lyra uh, is the main focus and she doesn't get as much of the screen time in the first episode. But uh, if you get past that first episode... They're, wor- to, they're world building. They are. No, that's exactly what they're doing. And and the book, they, they were basically like, we're going to just adapt the book. And, I mean, it's for better or for worse. The book, it works, but, you know, you need to get to the main protagonist. But they also adapt, like, some of the things from later in the book that I didn't expect early because they're trying to do, like, a Games of Thrones kind of, like... Oh, we're going to show you where all this is going. And I'm not going to spoil too much here other than I already said kind of some spoilers. But like it's multiple worlds. It's parallel universes. It's a whole thing. So if you are a fan of Harry Potter, London, like you just love English, you're Anglophile, you know, Oxford College, all that good stuff. If you. The Oxford comma. The Oxford comma, all of it. Like if you like. Uh, like religion and politics, not politics, but religion and society and how they interact. If you are a very strong anti-establishmentarian, is that, that's the term, right? Anti-established, anti-disestablishmentarianism. Thank you. Yes, thank, it, you. thank it, you. This is what you, your, this is your young adult series that you didn't have when you were a kid. 
and it's 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 adult, but it's not super like intense. Like you could probably show it to oh, this a, culture is very intense. She is, she is. Well, so Eric, you haven't read the books, right? No. So tell me what you thought because I I'm like you know, I'm way in the weeds here. I thought it was. It's very well done. The story I'm looking forward to learning more about what's going on. Um, do they? Does the series go back to Jordan College much at all, or was that just the stepping off point? And then it's just they go the, back briefly, but it's not like she moves. It, the story follows Lyra, yeah. so you know where she's going. That's where the story goes. Yeah, she's going north. Yeah, um, yeah. And you've seen the movie, so yeah, you, I've seen the movie. You know the broad arc there too. Yeah. So. Um, did the movie even get the whole first book? In nope. It? Mm-mm. They cut it short because I and I'm not I don't I'm this I, this I will not spoil the ending of the book is very like oh my god wow this this is a thing and the the movie cut short of that okay so um I love the relationship or the whole the whole conceit of this universe is that the soul is manifested as an animal companion. And I love the idea of that. And the whole, I guess I'm going to be going into spoiler stuff because the whole organization that Miss Coulter is. The Magisterium. The cat. No, the. the oh, the o- oblation. oblation board. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But that's effectively that's the Magisterium. Yeah, the Catholic Church for those who are, you know. The idea of them wanting to sever the relationship, it, it's abhorrent to me. It makes me bristle so was, every time thinking about it and just seeing the schematics for the machine and just it's like so oh. this is the magic about this I, I i i'm really i'm really excited that you said that because we don't have outboard souls right right uh, i mean assuming we you know i don't know bj do you do i have a soul yeah well uh, outboard soul i mean you keep it in a jar I, I, or in a small animal i buried it in a silver box oh. outside of my childhood home okay so nothing so, grows so, there now. So yeah. in this universe, it's an it's an animal. It's a, it's a familiar. It really is what it is. Yep. And 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 the relationship between the person and their familiar is so intense that even though we don't have that relationship at all, when that scene happened with uh, Coulter, when they're wrestling effectively, yeah. like you felt it viscerally. I'm guessing. Yeah. It's amazing how that like idea that conceit transfers and is so visceral because like we don't have that it's it's we're just one entity but in this universe they're separate and like i love the fact that it translated so well like it makes you feel very uncomfortable to see this other character grab your animal soul and like hold it and you know beat it down well yeah even, even the butterfly at the end of the second episode right like and that's crazy to me that that is so visceral to us when it's not a real thing so and, it, and why would a soul settle on a butterfly anyway? Well, that's, yeah. well, we're not all Nelly Furtado, yeah. okay? You know, come on. <laughs> but point is, like, <laughs> I'm like a bird. Oh shit, that was a bird, not a butterfly. Didn't she have like a butterfly tattoo? I don't know. I feel like it's oh, a butterfly. Mar- Mariah Carey was the butterfly. Oh, oh well, that makes sense. That makes sense. She is not Psylocke's daughter. Thank you. <laughs> Oh, we should talk about that. No, so so I'm really glad you you had that feeling because I did too, and I've read the book and I know where it goes and I know the visceral like. Anyway, all I'm saying is it's an interesting world. 
this this is only like an eight issue or eight 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 episode maybe maybe eight or ten like it's a limited series. So but do you feel it's moving quick enough? Oh, absolutely. The, oh, the they're book they're they're booking. I mean, like we're gonna meet probably the 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 polar bear that you know people have seen in the cover art and all that yeah. stuff soon. And Lynn Man- the only thing I'm not thrilled about is Lynn Manuel Miranda. Compared to the movie of the character he plays, uh, was Daniel Craig the uncle or the explorer? The uncle. Okay. Yeah. So, so like, who was the explorer? The oh, he's got a mustache. He's like a famously mustached person. I forgot his name. Rob. I can picture him clear as day, but I cannot think of his name. So you liked the actor in that part in the movie? Hundred percent. Okay. That is the actor to me. When Lin Manuel was is uh is uh tagged as that, I was like, well, I mean, but Lin Lin Manuel was probably a fan of the stuff and was like, yes, I'll do it. Um. So, so anyway, it's so that is from... twelve years ago, by the way. It's two thousand seven. Well, oh my, I just, I just, oh, I just found ha! that. I was right. Sam, are you talking about Sam Elliott? Sam Elliott. Thank you. I knew. Oh, it was Sam. okay. Yeah. Sam the Eagle. I'm... Is yes. th- is that explorer character supposed to be old? Um. Uh, I mean, the book probably doesn't. I mean, the book might describe him as wizened i don't know i don't remember all i'm saying is if you if you're interested in this book i mean i hope you watch the miniseries or the 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 show and and then please read the book the book is great pullman is pullman is like the anti c.s lewis he wrote these books literally as a response to narnia yeah and that to me when i read it and i had just come out of a religious high school experience and, and, and been raised in the Southern Baptist church was transformative for me. So, I mean, if you're interested in a little bit of like subversive YA lit, the golden compass, subtle knife, Amber spyglass, those three books, his dark materials, I highly recommend it. And then I'm, I'm excited. I'm just so happy that that property is being brought to life and gonna is gonna be realized completely like not just one movie oh well it didn't do well forget it just Kinda like when um the lemony snicket stuff got they fully realized oh, they yeah. did the whole series yeah like that lit my life that was the other big subversive ya thing for me as a you know i was in college but like it just it, it, those two things are so important to me that i'm thrilled and they're being done right they're being done with the time and energy and love that they deserve so anyway so what what is it called again? His dark materials. Okay. Did I did I like totally slur that? No 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 no. You said it. You said it correctly. It's just we don't want to get it mixed up with the adult film. His dark materials. Um. <laughs> is that your is that your porn? <laughs> no, not yet. Anyway, is that a real porn? <laughs> no, it's. Not. Was, I'm like I'm like you know his I'm dark the... his dark entrails. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's, that's torture porn. That's BJ's Dig, porn digging right him, there. digging him guts. Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I just like how the whole time you guys are like, they're like having this in depth conversation about this show, and I'm like, how can I make a weird sex joke? His so dark material. You did it. You did it. Congrats. Did. So, which actress do you like better, uh, Nicole Kidman or the one who's currently playing this Coulter? That's really tough. I think. Because I I, th- I think I remember Nicole Kidman doing that part really well. She did a great job. the The movie is not bad, but like, um, uh, the chick who plays uh, Miss Coulter. I'm sorry, the chick. I'm sorry, the chick. 
We're going to get canceled. <gasps> You're very problematic. The chick is not a gender like specific thing. That is, is a very outdated oh, way to speak oh, about. I'm 43. I mean, the lady. broad. The, the, yeah, <laughs> the broad. No. She's got nice gams. I don't I don't know her name. That dame. Ruth Wilson. <laughs> Thank you, Ruth Wilson. She was uh very important in the early Luther episodes. So I love that that, that she's the that, that she's Ann Coulter. <laughs> <laughs> I've been waiting. Sorry. I've been waiting. I'm sorry. I've been waiting she's for not, one of you to say Ann Coulter. She's not Ann Coulter. But let's just pretend for the sake of argument that she is. I have read the secret and willed it into existence. <laughs> I mean, effectively, in my mind, that is the case. Like, I mean, Ann no, that's the character. Yeah, yeah, that is 100%. 100%. The character. <laughs> Which like, is so weird because. In high school, I had an English teacher named Miss Coulter who could not be further from Miss Coulter from these well, books. She's... Like I actually liked my Miss Coulter. Oh. Marissa, if you're nasty. <laughs> it's Marissa Coulter in the show. Marissa? Really? Oh, wow. I've, never I've got heard... the cast in my hand. I've never heard her first name because they don't refer to her as anything other than Miss Coulter. Long story short, I do like her a lot. And why did nobody tell me that James McAvoy is in this? Right? Oh, he's Azrael. He's Lord Azrael. He's fantastic. He's perfect. You prefer him to Daniel Craig? Oh, 100%. I, I think, well, okay, so you don't, I mean, okay. I need them both to be standing shirtless there for me to determine. <laughs> James? Maybe pantsless, too. <laughs> I would I would watch the shit out of that. James McElroy. Wait, not McElroy. McAvoy. <laughs> James McElroy. <laughs> not, not the rapper. McAvoy is one of my favorite actors, and you know where I first saw him? First I, class? No, before that. I saw him in, uh, he did a Dune, uh, The Children of Dune. He was Leto, Atreides, uh, and he sure. was amazing. And he did, uh, he was Mr. Tumnus in Narnia. So, like, he oh. he actually spans both sides of this philosophical YA Brit-lit divide. And that's awesome. Like, I love that. So, yeah, no, he's he's perfect. I'm so happy he's... He's Lord Asriel. Although, uh, the only thing about Lord Asriel, I will say, I mean, he's been at very little. Um, Were you talking about Lorna Dune? Not Lorna Dune. <laughs> oh, he delicious was, he, biscuit. He, he was in that, too. Sorry. Oh, was he? Who was it that played the master? Oh, the, oh, shoot. I don't know. Of the college. Yeah, I don't I don't know who that is. But because he, I'm like. It's, he's great. It's wannabe Morgan Freeman. No, stop that. <laughs> that's race. Morgan Freeman would totally play that part. He would. So. No, no, he would. I don't. Talking about Doctor Kame, the Clark I, Peters. I don't remember. Yes. I, I Wait. <laughs> what yeah, did Clark you... Peters. Yeah, that's him. What did you just say? His name is Doctor Kame, <laughs> and you said collect Peters. <laughs> Clark Peters. Clark. Clark. <laughs> he. I don't remember who played that in the movie, but I do love him a lot. Okay. Like, that character is like a very conflicted. It, anyway, I, I, I love everything about this production. The Egyptians, they are a crucial thing that is going forward. And they are, I don't remember them from the movie. No, at the, all. the movie totally shortchanged Egyptians, but like they are a huge part of it. And in this world, they they represent this like this like tribal society, and it's it's so important that I'm anyway. I could fan boy out all day about his dark materials. So there's I will no one s- listed as Doctor Came for the Golden Compass. Okay, so they may have like. Well, is he that they list the master? Anyway, doesn't matter. Great show. I highly recommend you check it out. The music, I listen to this the opening theme like once a day. Because it's really good. It's very HBOE, like the way they did Westworld, the way they did 
um, Game of Thrones. It's got a lot of that, but it just it just totally. And if you watch the credit sequence, it like really depicts the world of the 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 books. And it's anyway. I'm just uh sorry. So what would your David settle on? Oh man, you know I thought about this for a long time. Probably. Have you taken <laughs> the BuzzFeed quiz? No. Is there a BuzzFeed quiz? I doubt it. I'm sure there. I'm sure there will be one. I will, it's this basically the same thing as what's your Patronus? It's it's totally what's your Patronus, right? Um, back when the books were out, I think, and a little later on, I was I was settling on like a Pekingese because again, I had a lot of. Pekinese. I mean, mine would be a Corgi or I, yeah, or, right. or a Penguin. Well, of course, like yeah. So I mean, now it'd be a Bulldog. I mean, it's you know, they're they're. It, it it captures you know what it is I think that visceral relationship it captures what it is to have a a a pet in a very yeah. very tangible way I mean a familiar a witch's familiar is such a tangible like it's like having a cat or whatever your familiar is but I mean yeah it's it's yeah so anyway I'm I'm sorry I apologize to the listeners this is a topic that goes very deep for me so. I'm sorry. I'm currently taking the BuzzFeed. Uh, what form would your Damon take? So. There is one. Oh God, there is one. So, so you did watch my his dark man terriels <laughs> since it goes deep for you. At least nine inches. Uh, ow! <laughs> I really hope this does well. It's a weird time for HBO because they have like the Watchmen show and they've got this show and they're in this weird transition before their fucking game of Thrones prequel comes out, which I'm sure will be like their new cash cow and then everything else they do. I, I, I don't know. I, I'm hoping it does well. I mean, the BBC investing in it means I think it's going to, they're going to do all three books probably. And by the third book, I'm just going to tell you right now, shit gets fucked up. Like the fact that, I'm hoping so. It's basically a Final Fantasy game. No, no, it's worse than that. It's a um, what's the one where they kill God? Um, uh, Shin Megami Tensei. No, mm. the the one with something else. The one with the giant mechs. Yes, yes, the giant mechs. Um, oh, Xenosaga. Yeah, Xenosaga. It's no, a, Zeno Gears is that. It's first effectively yeah. Zeno Gears. Yeah, or the Preacher, if you want to go that way. I got Black Cat. Oh, really? Q Janet Jackson. All right. Okay. <laughs> okay, is. Pat. Pat, okay. Okay, Pat. Okay, Boomer. Ah! Ah! That is, <laughs> let me tell you, nobody has said that to me yet. And let me, t- if, if somebody tells me that and they're a fucking like. You're, you're not teaching right now. If you were teaching, you would totally get okay <laughs> I know, boomered. but it's bullshit. I'm Gen X, motherfuckers. If you call me okay, Boomer, I'm going to laugh you in would, your face. If you were teaching still, you would have to say that on the first day of school. I am. But the thing is that it is not necessarily an age thing. It's It's if you have an outdated sense of... It's a view. uh, An outdated perception of how things should be in the world, then you get hit with an okay boomer. It's inaccurate. Generalizations usually are. Well, yes. (laughs) Well, no, I mean, they are, absolutely. Because you say millennials, but there's so many kids now who are not millennials at all. Right, they're younger than millennials, right. and they're the ones anyway. Oh, considering just, pretty much anytime anybody says millennial, it's not the millennials; it's Gen Z. R- right, so. it's, it's because Absolutely. boomers can't tell the difference. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay, boomer, boomer. Esiason. <laughs>
He was on TV when we were at Trivia, and I was like, okay, Boomer. Okay, Boomer from X-Force. Oh my god, I want my I want Google to <laughs> let you trigger your your Google home with okay boomer. That'd be <laughs> if Google and then is it's a crotchety smart, old man that responds back to you. <laughs> Why is it so cold in here? <laughs> what time is it? I'm tired. Okay, boomer, what time is it? It's four twenty seven. It's time for dinner. <laughs> um, Google heard you. Oh damn it. Now they're gonna steal my idea. All right, so that is his dark entrails. No, his dark mantrails? His dark mantarials. Materials, oh. That is his dark materials that is on HBO currently? Correct. His dark materials on HBO. Go check it out if that interests you. My second topic may have a little bit of spoilers for some of the people in this room. I'm going to try not to. But it is The Good Place. We are in the final season, season four. We have been deep into this experiment in the medium place in Mindy's backyard with uh, a Derek with an almost fully formed uh, functioning penis instead of wind chimes. He's getting there. It's resplendent. Um, (laughs) He likes his classy martinis. Usually it's just a lemon in a martini glass or a bunch of olives. Uh, Derek is one of my favorite parts of the show. It's always so good when he's on. You know, he's Derek. In like a, he's like in a podcast about movies. Oh, uh, that's too much. Oh, that's too much manzukas for me. Oh, maximum Derek. So uh, I enjoy him when he goes on the Good Place the podcast and they talk to him. We are, I believe, at the roughly the midway point as of this recording. Uh, we just went through the year-long experiment, which ended on a cliffhanger of many sorts as the gang tried to get uh, all of the test subjects to be better people by coercing them into doing good things. And that finished, and the judges made her ruling. Most of the people at this table that are not me, have not seen this, so I'm not going to spoil <laughs> what the decision is. Does she like her burrito? Only if she uh, has some envy to put on it. Yeah, it was envy, wasn't it? Yeah. It's the concept of envy. <laughs> Gives it a nice little kick. Yes. Uh, but it is a... It's an answer that then sends the second half of this season into overdrive into what it's going to be as we race to the end of this series. I was, a, I love the show. This season so far has been a little tougher to grasp because I liked it when they were the focus of everything. And now with them running the neighborhood. Yeah. It's, it's the, the focus isn't on them. I was wondering how that would kind of, I, I was wondering how that would feel. It's not as good. It doesn't feel as good. Well, it's 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 like a graduation. It's like the thing is if you have the characters constantly do the same thing, which was funny for a gag, but to to keep that sort of thing going. Well, I mean, we've had 3 seasons of them yeah. being it and and subverting the plot and twisting it and changing it and doing all of this. So now 
when they are in on everything and kind of running it, although we had the bad place uh, do a couple of things to try to make a little bit of a, a an issue, everybody here is past the big reveal of Janet. Yes. Yes. So we know that they sent the, the hot buff muscle man in as the, the old lady, and they switched out Janet, and then... Then you have the uh, episode where they, they kind of take their own stab at baby boomers, which was hysterical with Bad Janet in the little prison. And she goes, what are they? you know why they call them baby boomers, right? Because any slight inconvenience, and they explode, and then they cry like babies about it. So that episode, while it seemed kind of innocuous when it was there, plays a vital role into the midway point. Oh, uh, okay. So, do you think that the H, uh, the the uh, the what's his name, the 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 really like Republicany kind of Brett? Yes. Do you feel like the episode where he had the book release was a complete and one hundred percent Trump? No. Really? No. Oh, I heard everything he said. I kept hearing in Trump's voice. Oh, I mean, yes, but. You these are also written and recorded before, like I mean, well, not current, Trump, uh, well, but just in general, like that idea. Of, I mean, he was the your he was your normal white boomer. Well, no, but like, <laughs> like normal white male boomer, Trumpy Republican leaning, yeah, yeah, a hundred percent. I I didn't really see that as much as just kind of out of touch white boomer. Privilege, like privileged yeah. cis white man. No, no, one hundred percent. But I mean, I, I especially I guess, when they started reading the book. No, and that's that's what made me think of Trump because his reactions to the way they challenged him were very like almost right out of Twitter, like the way Trump reacted to people criticizing him. So, yeah, I mean, I if mean, he had I, yelled fake news, it would have been yeah. even better. But anyway, I just I love the show this season only because of those kind of moments. Otherwise, I do agree. It's it's a little weird being not um, the focused. book. The fucking <laughs> running gag of Chidi's book was phenomenal as well. It's like maybe I can summon it from my oh, <laughs> from my place. The Mjolnir, and then it eventually just he's like, oh, guess not, and then it just comes and floods hits him in the head. <laughs> uh, but it definitely um, the this past episode tugs a bit on the heartstrings because. Before a ruling is made, Michael basically pleads his case, like the the final plea for humanity and for the change in the the point system. And it really does, as much as we bitch and complain about the world and the U.S. and the political system and how bad it is in a lot of ways, we talk about cancel culture, we talk about all these things it really pulls on you to remember that no matter how bad a person was yesterday, doesn't, you never know what they could be tomorrow. And that's like, basically that's the end point of it is you don't know what he would have been tomorrow. And it's a very, it's a very poignant and it's a very um, moving speech that Michael gives. And, um, I'm not going to tell you guys how it how it pans out. Um, obviously, no matter what the ruling is, there's always a twist to it because nothing is ever just you win or you lose. And okay, cool, everybody's happy now. Um, but I will say 
we do get introduced to more Janets <laughs> than just good Janet and bad Janet and neutral Janet. There is a roller disco Janet. Well, amazing. And there's one that just uh, mostly just sends uh, gifts of otters into their text I mean, message chain. <laughs> that's That's also great. So I'm just saying, if you have not caught up, it's going to get wild and wonky. I think January, I want to say January 30th is the is the season finale or is the series finale where it's going to have a one hour episode and a 30 minute like behind the scenes special hosted by somebody. I can't remember who it's going to be, but they're doing a whole 90 minute thing for the end of the show. And it definitely even the points where I was a little like, oh, OK, this is whatever. It really has it all adds up the way it should. And I'm excited to see how this is going to wrap up and what it's going to do. And the Good Place Council comes back. And it's just, it's it's quite entertaining. Ted Danson is definitely the heart of the show. Like, uh, and Kristen Bell. Oh, no, Kristen too. But like, Ted Danson, for an actor who has done, had such a great career of all these different shows and all these different roles, like, consistently seems to play like that emotional like putting it all on the line for humanity heart of the show oh he is yeah. i i absolutely and, agree with that but i think if kristen bell didn't yeah have it from the other side of it as the humanity like the the arizona trash bag yeah yeah the, the, the transform that's... it's her journey like 100%. well yeah yeah the show is her journey well and this this past episode is the funeral to end all funerals and they basically give each other funerals while they're waiting for the the judge because they're not allowed to go in and be there for the ruling it's only um michael sean the good place people like so it's only just the the demons and the the angels so they have to fill the time with you know with this so they do and they talk about not what they did on earth but they talk about how they've changed and grown as people after they died and because they met each other and all of this. And it's just, it's amazing to see the journey that they've all gone on and the change in them. And the fact that these are the things that they're now, it's not, oh, well, I did this and, you know, this was my life. It's what them being a part of each other's lives has done for for them and to help them grow. And that also plays into the whole point of, you know, who you can be tomorrow. Would you say they've been changed for good? Because I knew you. Because I knew you. Because I knew you. Anyway, I got to cut all that out. I'm not paying rights for it. (laughs) It was less than 15 (laughs) seconds. So it's definitely a very, um, it's a very intense way to kind of hit this point of the season. And I'm excited for it. So The Good Place Thursday nights on NBC. And uh, yeah, check it out. Dear listeners, if you are enjoying our shows and the things that we are providing for your ear holes and entertainment, then why not follow us on the social medias? Go to flameonshow.com, scroll to the bottom, and all of our social media chicklets are there. Whether you are Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, you can follow us on there, Flame On Show. And if you would like to help keep this show running, we are listener-funded entertainment, and we would love for you to become a patron, just like Jose Esquilin who has become a new patron at our Powers of Ten level, you too can join at any of our four levels from just a dollar or more. You can help make sure that this show continues on in the marvelous world 
of podcasting entertainment. You can become a patron at patreon.com forward slash flame on show. And it is now time for our favorite segment of this week. And oh no, I'm sorry, that's pop culture happy hour. My bad, my bad. <laughs> it is time for us to do our one ups, our lightning round of things that are giving us life, 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 life. life. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Brian, what is your one up? So I have become very addicted to this YouTube channel called Red Letter Media. If you've never heard of it, um, you might have somehow stumbled upon it. There was this uh, review by Mr. Plinkett, who uh, was this crotchety old man who would review the Star Wars movies mostly, but other things from a very like... Oh, not the crotchety old man who turned into a fish? Oh, that was Mr. Limpet. Oh, Mr. Limpet. Oh, Don Nuts. Oh, that's a great reference. Oh, I feel so Disney Plus. That that would be on there, right? So, no. um, Mr. Plinkett reviews were the original thing, and they they dissected all of the prequels uh, pretty pretty intensely back in the day. And um, the guys who did that, uh, the Red Letter Media, have made other shows that are, are are certainly more interesting than those because those are very like specific. So I will tell you briefly, if you like bad B movies like Mystery Science Theater level bullshit, horrible, whatever, that's best of the worst. They will watch like three or four or five uh, VHS or DVD uh, B movies and they will comment and it's fantastic. Um, and they have a very good like filmmaker perspective on it. And then if you like uh, deep dives on current like pop culture, kind of like this show, uh, but movies specifically, uh, Half in the Bag is the one um, that you can check out. And then if you like kind of old school movies that you think, oh, yeah, I like that movie. That was pretty good. They'll do deep dives and sort of talk about how why they like the movie. And that's review. Um, but what if you like Pedia Coladas? How about getting caught in the rain? I can't help you there. But there's probably a lyric I just can't think of. Anyway, <laughs> I mean, um, you could always get a cheeseburger in paradise. Oh, That's true. Jesus H. <laughs> you know, I almost got to go see the uh, Margaritaville musical that was here yesterday. I had I had an offer to go see that. Oh, there's a Margaritaville musical. Thank- Escape to Margaritaville. Yes, thank God I was not available otherwise. But uh, anyway, so yeah, Red Letter Media. Um, the, the they're really funny. It's 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 YouTube. So I mean. It's, you Google, um, but I mean seriously, it's it, it has become my background wallpaper such that I feel like I may even have watched the same episode many many times um, because the personalities are great and it's just it's it's good it's good like deep uh, filmmaker perspective on really bad movies and good movies and uh, yeah it's great so Red Letter Media um, check it out if you are interested in filmmaking and or uh, ridiculous comedy. All right. Eric, what is your one up? So, just in case our show isn't gay and pop culture centered enough for you and you need more gay and pop culture stuff in your life. We do not. This is enough. Oh, sorry. Continue on. You can always add more to it. More. Yeah. Um,. <laughs> There is a podcast I've been listening to called The Gayest Episode Ever. 
um, which is a deep dive into the gay-themed episodes of classic sitcoms. Ooh. Which, it's very surprising to see how far back gay themes in sitcoms go. Granted, most of them deal react to it with like gay panic or whatnot but um like as far back as i could just think in relative to me is the golden girls episodes with isn't blanche, danny thomas one with blanche's brothers oh, brother come uh, on clayton clayton yep <laughs> uh, and dorothy's friend pat yeah the, that was an early one isn't danny like, thomas one that's lebanese blanche <laughs> Uh, but they talk about episodes of All in the Family, mm-hmm. Sanford and Son. Mm-hmm. Uh, shoot, what was the old one? Maud? Yep, there was an episode of Maud they talk about. Uh, Maud Redu coming to the Footlight Theater at Parliament say, House. Exactly. Get tickets at parliamenthouse.eventbrite.com, <laughs> starring our friend Divine Grace, November 22nd and 23rd, 2019. The two hosts are just really well researched as far as everything that was. They going do research. On. They do. Good for I them. Don't a <laughs> podcast. Do they have scripts? Does research? What? They have a whole staff. That, that can't be legal. I love when I hear like podcasters like they have pages and they have scripts and stuff, and I'm like, oh. <laughs> We don't do that. Wait, it's not just all Google Docs and yeah. Hold on while I look this messages. Up. Well, I mean, Big Dipper prints out penis pictures for them, but oh. I mean, they've got pages. They've oh. got scripts least, to like yeah. go through the show. I'm like, that's a lot of work. I commend you. <laughs> I commend you, Dippertina, for your your tireless typing and misspelling of... I, I sometimes pull up <laughs> Wikipedia pages before we start, but... <laughs> <laughs> Behind the scenes. <laughs> <laughs> this um, is why we don't live stream. <laughs> but no, I think it's uh, a lot of really interesting discussions and the way that uh, being gay has evolved in sitcom media throughout the years. That sounds really uh, cool. Yeah. So That's the gayest episode of all time? Gayest episode ever. The gayest episode ever. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't want to... I, I don't want to cross into Johnny McGovern's... The gayest of all time. <laughs> Trademark. So, the gayest episode ever podcast. I'm sure it's available on uh, all... On all the things. Streaming services. I personally use Apple Podcasts, but that's just me, because I have an iPhone. All right. What can you do, my effeminate fellow? I can suck your dick. Ha! No. So, BJ... <laughs> I don't remember that for the gayest episode ever. <laughs> what is your one-up? <laughs> so, my, that clip came, came from my one-up. Uh, has been Hotel. Um, there is a YouTuber known as Vizipop. Uh, she released an uh, original animated uh, music video for Kesha's Die Young, um, which has gotten, like, a couple... It got, like, a couple million of views. Um... But she apparently she was a, a animation student, and uh, one of her finals was to come up with a original pilot series, uh, which she called Has Been Hotel, and it is about a demon princess, um, who effectively uh has lived in hell her whole life, and once a year angels come down and 
uh, erase souls to make because hell's overcrowded. Um, so you've got so you've got this that happens once a year. She actually feels bad for for sinner souls. Um, so she builds, she creates a pet project and builds a hotel with her girlfriend, uh, Vaggy, um, to rehabilitate wayward souls, gives them a place without sin that they can potentially be better. Um, uh, which is funny because she had the concept for this about 10 years ago, which is like, it was, it's right, it almost feels right along the lines of similar themes as The Good Place. Yeah. Except this is like hard satanic themes. Um, but you have, um, w- uh, for the characters, you have Charlie, who's the main character. Uh, there's actually some songs uh, that are in the, sh- are in the show. Um, but you have Charlie, who is uh, her father and mother, the current rulers of hell. hell. It, seems to, it, ca- it seems to rotate out a bit. Um, you have her girlfriend, Vaggy. Um, you have uh, Angel Dust, who you heard in that clip. Uh, who is a spider demon prostitute porn star in hell um the way they animate him is actually very like um it's kind of rubber hose style um she does all the all the animation is hand drawn all the backgrounds are hand drawn she she did all the storyboards all the writing all of the original animation she uh did a cr- a crowd fund for uh the budget for the voice actors um which a handful of them are from various anime series. Um, you get a, uh, you have um, uh, my personal favorite character, Alistair, who you also heard in the clip, who is known as the radio demon, um, who always sounds like he's like a, uh, like he talks from like a 1920s radio show. Um, and his voice is uh, modulated to sound like it's a mono old style radio. Um, you have Serpentius, who is uh, a snake demon who's kind of like not really a foil, but he's kind of like the little shit character that everybody's like, I don't, I don't know who you are. Um, and then you have cherry bomb. Uh, she's just a side character. Uh, you've got Kitty Killjoy and Tom Trish. But um, no, the whole, the whole show is, it's very, it's very blunt about things, which I really like. And, the ki- the main character is such like a Disney esque character that when she curses it throws you off, um, but no it's it's just a, it's it's interesting to see because uh, you have people like Todrick Hall and various YouTube artists and stuff that have literally started from like making little nothing videos to like to not paying their dancers to not paying their dancers, <laughs> but to, but to actually like get up there. And actually finish like a big project like this, and she's actually she got the voice actor for Invader Zim for another pilot she's releasing next month called Hell of a Boss, which actually takes place in the same universe, and it's just this guy that it's a demon that runs a business for demons to go and haunt the people that wronged them in their past life. Um, so it's it's uh it's super interesting. It's it it, it 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 as soon as she released the pilot on Halloween, it is erupted like. There are tons of reaction videos and all sorts of uh, review videos on it on YouTube right now. Uh, but her name's Vizzy Pop, and the series is called ha- the pilot's called Has Been Hotel. Um, it's definitely worth a watch. Um, so yeah, it's it's erupted. So it, go watch it. It's erupted. <laughs> so that brings me to my one up and the multiple things that I have to include. Your fourteen include. up. My fourteen up. 
Uh, so a quick thank you to everybody that came out to Bear Bust. This was supposed to be Josh's, but Josh is unfortunately not feeling well. And uh, so I, I'm going to touch on it just because it's Drag her. somewhat. <laughs> Drag her. Just Sugar. Just Sugar. Just Sugar. Just Sugar. So uh, Bear Bust was the uh, 17th to the 20th of October. Uh, it was a lot of fun. We even had a uh, special guest in Tropical Storm, Nestor, who decided to uh, that he wanted to come to the party also. And uh, everybody kept on saying, can you make it stop raining? And, uh, you know. This isn't Disney. You don't control the weather. Well, listen. <laughs> he went away by, by middle of the day on Saturday. So it took a little bit of time, but I revoked his uh, run pass. So he was not able to attend anymore. But so we- curdy. We had a uh, we had a good time. We crowned a new Mister Bear Bust in our very own Josh. So congratulations Nepotism. to him. Who? Sorry, you can cut that out. You you <laughs> beat me to it, you asshole. Thunderstruck. Oh, <laughs> I have nothing to do with choosing the winner. Thank you. Him pulling out one of his balls might have actually helped. Um, when did he do that? He I well, I think when he was, it, it wasn't intentional. When he was, uh, I think trying to futz around with something, like he had a little ball slip. It's a a blip slip. <laughs> so he uh, he he showed a little bit of ball to part of the crowd, and I think that was the the final pop that <laughs> that got him uh, the victory. It was really close. Joey Danilo was uh, our runner up, and uh, they both did a great job. All of our contestants did a great job. The entire weekend was just a lot of fun. Uh, a big thank you to our DJs, um, Daniel Barrero, uh, Captain Kirk, DJ Moose, DJ Tanner Bear. Um, a huge, huge thank you to our featured special guests, uh, Joe Martone and Joe P. Harris, and our musical guest, Gayer Bear. And thank you to everybody that came out and had a good time. Bear Bus 30 is going to take place um, to this five weekends in October next year. So it's going to be the second to last weekend. I forget what the dates are right off the top of my head. But all that information is going to go up on bearbus.org very soon, along with our uh, new group photo that will be the uh, the header image and uh, all that fun stuff. So bearbus.org. Come on and check out our Dirty 30 anniversary uh, next year in 2020. Another quick little thing, because I know I've talked about it before, so I don't want to get into it all that much. Is it Mariah Carey? It is not Mariah Carey. What? Although she is, uh, she's released the 25th anniversary of Merry Christmas uh, and has a uh, Swarovski uh, Christmas tree ornament that if anybody wants to get me is only $89. <laughs> um, but anywho, no, I've talked about Haley Kiyoko before and her new project. I'm too sensitive for this shit. Um, I'm actually going to go see her in February in Zebulon, Georgia, the place that I had no fucking clue even existed. Oh, I remember you talking about yeah, this. Yeah, it's like an hour outside of... Uh, this is a this is a Twilight Zone episode, and you're about <laughs> to get abducted. Apparently. I think the, I think the theater is the Tabernacle Theater in Zebulon. And the theater sounds like a snake handler <laughs> church. What are right? you doing with your life? Come on, man. Well, apparently, um, she's been dubbed Lesbian Jesus. I did not know this until recently. Uh, but I am super stoked. But she just dropped a new song uh, as part of the, the project. It's called L-O-V-E Me.
So I am uh, thoroughly stoked. I'm excited as each of these tracks drops. I am excited to see what the final uh, I'm Too Sensitive for This Shit album is going to look like. And I'm excited for the concert in February. But my actual one-up, the thing that I stumbled upon recently uh, that has given me absolute life is on the Screen Rant YouTube channel. It's a thing called uh, Pitch Meetings. And this uh, comedian, Ryan George, at the Ryan George on Twitter, does these, uh, basically they're solo videos where he pitches movies to himself. Uh, he's the screenwriter guy and the executive. And it's movies that have all come out. And basically, it's kind of like all of these silly like plot holes and just like random things that you're like, well, how did this ever... Like, how do these things make it into the movies? As the screenwriter guy, he basically kind of... That's the point of the pitch meeting. Is like, It's like, well, the, why does this happen? Because, well, that makes sense. You know, it's like <laughs> all this randomness. And uh, his tagline has burrowed into my head. And I now want to say it to anything that seems like it's ridiculous and should not be feasible. So, randomly in every video... There's always something that comes up. It's like, well, shouldn't that, isn't that going to be a problem? And his tagline is super easy, barely an inconvenience. And it's quite ridiculous. I tend to um, just stream YouTube now when I go to bed because it tends to be longer than Hulu or Netflix let episodes run, especially shorter videos. They don't really stop as much. I was watching Comic Storian for a while, but uh, when you watch a two and a half hour video, like after two of them, it uh, YouTube is kind of like, hey, maybe we'll stop autoplaying. But this with, you know, like eight, 10 minute videos doesn't do that. So, um, and he's actually quite adorable. He's a Canadian uh, comedian and uh, it's just, it's fun. It's kind of mindless, stupid fun. And that is pitch meetings on the Screen Rant YouTube channel. So with that, that does it for the November Roundup Edition. You can always check us out online at flameonshow.com or any of your social media haunts at Flame On Show. And uh, consider becoming a patron like Jose Esquilon did at the Powers of Ten level. Thank you, Jose. And uh, that's at patreon.com forward slash flameonshow. And I think with that, we can all say bye, bitch. Epstein didn't kill himself. Oh, my God. (laughs) Okay, Boomer. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.